And that's kind of what happens to so many people during the time of Christmas where they get so busy going here, going there, doing this, doing that, and they're so concerned about buying gifts for their family and their friends, but we forget the greatest gift, Jesus. That's what it's all about. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Continuing our special Christmas series, Raul will encourage you to take time this holiday season to meditate on the world-changing power of a tiny baby's birth. We hope you'll keep listening to consider the sacrificial love that led God's only son to a humble manger. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's message, The Christmas Story. Tonight what I would like to do is I would like to speak to you out of the book of Micah chapter 5 verse 2. It is a scripture that brings it to our own hearts this evening concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have ever been to the Middle East, if you've been to Bethlehem in the past with us, you know what a beautiful place it is to be there by the shepherd's fields. And it's always amazing to me when we used to go there to be able to sit there over by this well and all the little kids would come out and the shepherds and the sheep would be there. And we would always tell the story beginning from the Old Testament from Genesis chapter 3, 15 and we would follow it through into the book of Micah chapter 5 verse 2. The story about the place and the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is a historical event, but more important, it was God's perfect timing for the world at this particular time. Rome was oppressing the world, and Augustus had been doing a lot of great things for the world. But at the same time, it was a time when great taxation had come. And God, through the Holy Spirit, used Augustus at this particular time to make his movement so that the prophecies of the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, would be fulfilled. Mary and Joseph were living in Nazareth. And they had to travel a long distance. Mary was pregnant with child, nine months already. And when they got to Jerusalem, they went to the Jerusalem Holiday Inn, not like our holidays, and they didn't have any ceilings, no beds, but mattresses. They had mats on the floor. And when they got there, tired and weary, There was no place for them in the inn. So they went and they traveled five more miles over to Bethlehem, the house of bread. 
And there in the city of Bethlehem in the outskirts, there Mary and Joseph found a stable, a cave, where animals were kept. And there Mary and Joseph had their brand new child by the name of Jesus, Emmanuel. God is with us. It says in Micah chapter 5 verse 2, But you, O Bethlehem, Epaphrodite, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from old and from everlasting. And then again in the book of Luke's gospel, chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 7, it says this, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. The census first took place while Quirinius, the governor of Syria, and so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. But Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea. To the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, to be his wife, who was with a child. And so it was, that while they were there, and the days were completed for her to be delivered, that she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him up in swaddling cloth, laid him on a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. The Gospel of Luke, it's a very incredible gospel because it was written by a physician, a Greek, Luke himself, a companion of Paul the Apostle in the future of his ministry. And Luke shares with us that when Mary and Joseph came to Jerusalem, There was no place for them to have their baby or even to spend the night. And that's kind of what happens to so many people during the time of Christmas where they get so busy going here, going there, doing this, doing that. And they're so concerned about buying gifts for their family and their friends. But we forget the greatest gift, Jesus. That's what it's all about. And many times when people forget that it's not about us or others, but it's about Him. Because it was the greatest gift that God could ever give to the world. In John 3, 16 that says, that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we're so happy that you're here tonight because there are a lot of people tonight that they will be celebrating Christmas. And yet, it is a complete different Christmas to them than it is to us. Literally, the only people that are able and the only ones that should celebrate Christmas are those that believe in Christ. 
Those that have been born again of the Holy Spirit, those that have repented of their sins, those that do not believe is just a myth, but it is a true story that happened 2,000 years ago. And 2,500 years ago, the prophet Micah prophesied that Jesus would be born in the city of Bethlehem. And to me, it amazes me that so many people today that celebrate Christmas Eve yet don't even know what Christmas is all about. Especially today, they're trying to get Christmas out of everything. But here we are tonight. That the greatest gift that God ever gave to the world was His Son, Jesus Christ. Dr. Billy Graham says on that Christmas night in Bethlehem, God was manifested in the flesh. This manifestation was in the person of Jesus Christ. Christmas is not a myth, not a tradition, not a dream. It is a glorious reality. For from the major came a man who not only taught us a new way of life, but brought us into a new relationship with our Creator, Jesus Christ. And yet, tonight, to so many people, this night is just another night. Not a special night. A night when we know that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, and that 33 years later, they would kill Him. And they would crucify him. There was no room in the inn for them. And in the future of those 33 years, he was despised and rejected by men. And finally, eventually, he was crucified. But on the third day, he rose again from the dead. You see, Bethlehem is a very important city to the Christian as to the Jew. Bethlehem means in the Hebrew, the house of bread. Jesus in the Gospel of John chapter 6 said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never ever be hungry again. Speaking spiritually. But also Bethlehem was built by Salma in 1 Chronicles 2.51. He tells us. Secondly, it was originally called Epaphrodite in Genesis 35, 16. It was Rachel's burial place in Genesis 39, 19. It was Naomi's home in Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 and 19. It also was Boaz's home, the one that married Ruth and became the grandmother of David. Ruth chapter 4, verse 9 through 11. It was also the house or the home of David, where David was born and David grew up, the king of Israel. It was also fortified by Rehoboam in 2 Chronicles eleven six. But most important, it was where Jesus had been born, the house of bread, and he said, I am the bread 
of life. There are so many people that don't even know who Jesus is. And tonight, they will celebrate Christmas. For us, it is so neat to be able to know who Jesus is, especially what He has done for each one of us individually. He has become not only baby Jesus, but He's become the Savior of my life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Well, it's our joy to strengthen your spirit with God's Word. Call us at 800-634-9165 or visit us at somebodylovesyou.com. And later on, we'll tell you how you can order a CD pack that illuminates the Lord's astounding plan of salvation. Now, let's rejoin Raul with more of The Christmas Story from Micah chapter 5. Let me give to you tonight 11 characteristics of Jesus Christ. Number one characteristic is that the Bible says that He was holy. In Luke one thirty-five, it says, And the angel answered and said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, Also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God, Jesus. Secondly, the Bible says that Jesus was righteous. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 11, 750 years before Christ was born, it said, And he shall see the labor of his soul's And be satisfied by his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. For he, Jesus, shall bear their iniquities. Jesus is the only one that took upon himself our sins. When he died on the cross. So that we can have eternal life. Thirdly, the Bible says that he was just. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just in having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, a fowl of a donkey. A reference, 750 years before Jesus Christ entered into the city of Jerusalem, sitting on a colt of an ass, going to the cross to be crucified. Fourthly, the Bible says that he was guileless. In 1 Peter 2.22 he says, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. And fifthly, it tells us that he was sinless. Even though he took upon himself your sins and my sins, he was sinless. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him, Jesus Christ. And then sixthly, the Bible tells us that He was spotless. 1 Peter 1.19 says, But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of the Lamb, without blemish and without spot. Without spot and blameless. 
Seventh, the Bible says that he was innocent. And yet, they crucified him. Judas himself, when he betrayed the Lord and took the money back to the priest, said this in Matthew 27, 4. Saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it, Judas. And eighth, the Bible tells us that he was meek and gentle. Matthew eleven twenty nine says, Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is the only one that can bring rest to the soul. Nobody else can do that. And then Jesus is merciful. In Hebrews 2.17 it says, Therefore in all things he was made to be like his brethren, that he might be merciful and a faithful high priest pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. He's the only one that can forgive sin. He's the only one that can cleanse our sins. And tenth, the Bible says that he was humbled. Listen to Philippians 2.8. And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. The cross was the instrument of death and it was used by the Persians and adapted by the Romans and they would only crucify criminals and murderers. And Jesus was no criminal and no murderer. And yet he died on the cross. And then I love this last one. The Bible says that he is all forgiving. He's the only one that can forgive sinners. When he was on the cross and he forgave the thief on the cross, he looked to the Father and he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing And then he gave up the ghost. He said, Spirit, you can now leave. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, a little city in the east. A city that was not really worth for a king. And yet, a city where great shepherds would raise their flocks And this is where the angel came to the shepherds, taking care of the flocks that were to be offered in the temple to the Lord and announced that Jesus had been born. As we leave here tonight to go with loved ones and friends, and we celebrate tonight and we celebrate tomorrow, let us keep focus on who we celebrate. It's not about us. It's about Him what he did for you, what he did for me. And yet we understand that even though we believe that, there are hundreds and millions of people tonight they will celebrate by getting drunk. They will celebrate by fighting with their loved ones and being angry and bitter. And some people will even die tonight. And yet... He came to give peace.
peace of mind, peace of heart. And yet, even as close as it is to our mouths tonight, Jesus said, if you confess me, I will confess you. But if you deny me, I will deny you. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. But if you don't, then he cannot save you. Jesus means God is salvation. He is the Savior of the world. That's why he came into the world. And that's why the Magis came from the east to bring his presence. And they brought him three presents, the gold, the frankincense, and they brought to him the myrrh. Because all of them represented not only his deity, and they represented his Godhead, that he was God, and it also represented his death, that he would die for the sins of the world. And that's why we're here tonight. Father, I pray, Lord, if there's anyone visiting with us tonight, and they were brought by loved ones and friends, Lord, you brought them here to give them an opportunity to receive your love and your grace and your mercies. Lord, what a blessed thing it would be tonight for someone to give their hearts to you as you give them the gift of eternal life in return. I don't know who's here tonight, but if you're here and you don't know Jesus, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. And when he calls people to receive him, he calls them publicly. If tonight you're here and you want every one of your sins, I don't care what you've done, if you want every one of your sins to be forgiven. You could have grown up in a Christian home. It doesn't make you a Christian just because your parents are Christians. Every person individually has to receive Christ. And if you don't know Him, and you want to know Him tonight, on this special evening, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet, to walk out onto the aisle, and to walk down here to the front of the stairs here, stand here, and I'm going to pray for you. We're going to worship, and as we worship, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you so that you can get your name written in the book of life. The Bible says that we need to admit that we have sinned against Him. We need to repent of our sins. We need to come by faith, and then He'll give us eternal life. He'll cleanse you and wash you by His blood. And He'll write your name in the book of life. That if you were to die tonight, you would go to heaven. That's what the Bible teaches. Let us worship. You get up and you come. We'll wait. Well, in these days leading up to Christmas, it's so easy to get caught up in all of the extra activities and demands and forget to actually spend time with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
Now, if you've joined us late or would like to hear the message in its entirety, just call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Once again, today's lesson was titled, The Christmas Story. We'd also like to tell you about Rawls' 4-CD Salvation Series. This resource further underscores the wonder of God's unconditional, merciful love. You'll see that the Lord's desire is for every person to know His Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. And He's made that possible. Don't wait to order this life-giving resource. Get in touch with us to get Rawls' 4-CD Salvation Collection for a gift of $18 or more. To order, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also encourage you to access all of our free Somebody Loves You resources. Join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with Bible-based wisdom for walking in step with Christ. You can also experience more of the Bible's teachings as podcasts when you get all of our archived Somebody Loves You radio programs. Use Spotify or iTunes to download them. And be sure to visit us online to subscribe to Rawl's daily uplifting devotional emails. We're a listener-supported ministry. Your prayers and financial support are crucial to keeping us on the air, reaching more and more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for your year-end tax-deductible gifts. Be sure and join us next time as we discover more reasons to worship our Savior as we think about the amazing love that caused Jesus to leave heaven's glory for a stable. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.